Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host for this weekday episode of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and you can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Monday, June 26th. We'll start it off with our transactions, injuries, news, and notes. And once again, we're lucky to have no IL placements, so we'll move straight to our transactions, and that starts with Jazz Chisholm Jr., an outfielder for the Marlins being activated from the 10-day IL. It was a long month and a half that we were without Jazz as he recovered from a sprained right big toe. He wasn't hitting up to his standards before landing on the IL with just a 90 WRC+, but he made up for it with 7 dingers and 14 swipes. He'll immediately return to center field and the 3-hole in the lineup in Miami. The team also reinstated third baseman Gene Segura from the IL. He missed just 2 weeks with a strained hamstring, but he'll have to prove he deserves his roster spot when he makes his return because he was the worst qualified hitter in baseball according to wrc plus a veteran sported a wrc plus 60 percent worse than league average prior to his injury first baseman cj crone of the rockies was also activated from the 10-day il there was little news on the status of crone's injury leading up to his reinstatement so it sort of came as a bit of a surprise he missed almost a month and a half with back spasms but prior to the injury he batted just 228 with six dingers for a subpar 72 wrc plus but he severely underperformed his expected metrics and will surely perform better upon his return. Crone will be reinstated into the lineup today versus the Dodgers in Coors. First baseman Michael Tolia was optioned to the minors in a corresponding move. He posted a terrible 13 WRC plus and likely will need an extended stay in the minors to regain some confidence at the plate. Starting pitcher AJ Smith Shaver was optioned to the minors by the Braves. He wasn't particularly terrible with a 4.32 ERA across three starts and a relief appearance during his debut, but it comes with a 5.30 XFIP, so he was bound to regress from his already mid performance. Pitching in the minors will also help the team to manage his innings more easily going forward. Derek Rodriguez was recalled to replace him on the pitching staff, but Michael Soroka is expected to take over when Smith Shaver's vacated spot in the rotation eventually comes back around on Wednesday. MLB's number 34 prospect and the Orioles' number 3 prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, was officially recalled and made his debut on Monday. Jordan Westberg batted 7th and played 2nd base for the Orioles, going 1-4 for four with a run. His first Major League hit, an RBI, and a walk. The right-handed hitting infielder can play second base, third base, and shortstop, so he should be picked up in every league after recording a 131 WRC plus with 18 homers at AAA this year. And lastly, third baseman Eduardo Escobar of the Angels was placed on the restricted list as he takes his U.S. citizenship test in Florida while the team stays in L.A. He's expected to only miss one game, and while outfielder Joe Adele was recalled in the meantime and has hit well enough to earn a look in the majors with 21 homers at AAA, the outfield 
situation in LA is quite crowded, so he likely won't stick with the big league club. In terms of news, we got one bid, and that's relief pitcher Ben Joyce of the Angels playing catch yesterday. It was his first time throwing since landing on the IL with ulnar neuritis on June 9th. He showed no symptoms of the diagnosis that originally landed him on the IL, which is great news, so he should start to ramp back up and return shortly before or after the All-Star break. And before we look at yesterday's notable performances, we've got a quick word from Underdog Fantasy. Are you ready to step up to the plate and show off your fantasy baseball skills? Check out Underdog Fantasy's 7th Inning Stretch Tournament from now through July 14th where you can build your dream team and compete against your friends for the $150,000 in total prizes. The best part, once you draft your team, you're all set. No need to worry about waivers, substitutions, or trades during the tournament and don't worry about setting your lineups each week. Underdog will automatically select your highest scoring players for you. The 7th Inning Stretch has 4 thrilling rounds, each with its own player groups from the 12 person groups in round one to the intense 134 person final group in round four. The competition keeps getting more intense the farther you go. And with our code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, you'll receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 and it's only $7 to enter. Just check the description of this episode for the signup link and make sure you use the promo code PITCHERLIST when you sign up. Mark your calendars. The tournament starts right after the MLB All-Star break, so get ready to dive into the action. So what are you waiting for? Visit the link in the episode description, use promo code PITCHERLESS and receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Join us in the 7th inning stretch tournament and experience the thrill of fantasy baseball like never before on Underdog. Good luck and may the best team win. You must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Now we'll look at the notable performances from Monday, a day in which we had just six games. We'll start it off with the notable hitting performances, leading off with Spencer Steer in Baltimore as he did all he could, but his team went home with the loss. That'll be a common thread amongst our hitters today. He went a perfect three for three with a run, a home run, three RBIs, and a walk. He's up to 12 home runs now. That homer traveled 418 feet with a 101.4 mile per hour exit velocity, and Steer is having one of the best rookie seasons in the National League, and it's sort of going under the radar. That's probably because he's not even the most exciting rookie on his own team with Ellie De La Cruz and even Matt McClain around, but he keeps chugging along and currently leads all rookies with his 46 RBI. Steer also leads NL rookies with 34 walks and trails only Corbin Carroll in hits, doubles, homers, and runs among National League rookies. He may be getting a little help from Lady Luck as his sub 7% barrel rate isn't indicative of someone that'll reach 25 homers, but Steer should still be a solid option in the majority of fantasy leagues as he works on adding outfield eligibility to go with his corner infield eligibility while calling the second best hitters park in baseball his home. Lane Thomas of the Nationals did all he could as his team took home the loss in Seattle. He went two for five, scored once, hit a double and two RBI and added on a home run. He's up to 14 homers now and that home run traveled 369 feet with a 106.4 mile per hour exit velocity. Thomas was a popular this year Cedric Mullins candidate heading into 2022 but didn't quite live up to the hype with a 705 OPS to go along with 17 home runs and eight stolen bases, but we might have been just a year too early as he's coming close to besting those numbers through just the first half of the season with 14 dingers and seven steals to go with his 860 OPS. Thomas's exceptional season is going a bit under the radar due to playing for a last place team. And while he has little help in Washington in the lineup, it doesn't matter too much when you're leading off every day. He's been able to tap into more power by pulling the ball more often, but even while his stat cast numbers have improved across the board, they still don't buy into this new version of Thomas, at least at this level. 
level. Either way, I think he's a hold until he starts to cool off. And Thomas may even be an interesting trade candidate in late July with just two more years of control after this one. And that doesn't exactly fit the Nationals timeline. So that'll be something to keep an eye on, especially in a fantasy sense as he could end up in a better situation. And lastly, we've got Luis Robert Jr. in Anaheim as the White Sox went home losers. It wasn't because of him though, as he went two for four with a run, a homer, and an RBI. He's up to 22 long balls now. And the one on Monday traveled 401 feet with a 103.8 mile per hour exit velocity. Robert has sacrificed average for power this year, and it's made him an AL MVP candidate. He's hitting worse and striking out more than he has since 2020. And he's also had to take it easier on the base paths, which is four steals so far, but that helped him to remain healthy as he's already appeared in the second most games of his career. Speaking of AL MVP candidates, he's currently second in the AL in home runs and is in the top five in the AL in runs, slugging percentage, OPS, and F4. While he obviously won't beat out Shohei Otani for the MVP award, by the end of the season, it's good to see him finally putting everything together and it'll be fun to see what his end of season numbers look like. But if you'd like a breakdown of the other notable hitting performances on Monday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and look at the notable starting pitching performances, starting with Reed Detmers versus the White Sox as the Angels went home with the victory, but Detmers took home the tough luck no decision as he tossed seven innings, allowing just two hits and two walks with one and run and 10 strikeouts. He had 17 whiffs and a 30% CSW. And with that great performance, Detmers became just the third pitcher in Angels franchise history with one or fewer earned runs and eight or more strikeouts in four consecutive starts, joining franchise legend Shohei Otani and Nolan Ryan. Detmers fastball slider combo was working magnificently in this one. The four-seamer induced nine whiffs with 30% CSW while the slider had four whiffs and a 33% CSW. And after pitching to a 5.15 ERA through his first 10 starts, Detmers is finally starting to turn things around. Those aforementioned four starts have not only dropped his season-long ERA nearly one and a half runs down to 3.77, but they've also produced a minuscule 1.05 mark during those four starts. His slider has been carrying him across those four starts and has been one of the best swinging strike pitches in all of baseball. Detmers will look to keep the hot streak going in his next start against the Diamondbacks. On the opposite side, Dylan Cease took home the tough luck no decision as well as his team went home with the loss and he was almost just as good as Detmers as he tossed six innings allowing just five hits and one and run with no walks and 10 punch outs of his own. He had 17 whiffs and a 34% CSW and it was a pitcher's duel in LA as Cease was one of three pitchers on Monday to strike out double digit batters. His fastball and slider were also his main weapons in this one as the heater went for eight whiffs and the slider recorded 33% CSW. It's been a rocky campaign for Cease but he's been on the upswing recently his first 12 starts resulted in a 4.88 ERA and an uncharacteristic 24% strikeout rate. But in his last five starts since then, he's looked more like the pitcher that was a 2022 AL Cy Young finalist. Cease has pitched to a 2.20 ERA with a 37% strikeout rate in his last five starts. So while last year's campaign was likely a peak and a result of a lot of things going his way, I think the first couple of months of this campaign swung the pendulum completely the other way. So he should continue to dominate in his next start in Oakland. And lastly, Spencer Strider tossed seven innings, allowing just three hits with one and run and two walks and 10 Ks. He earned the win while racking up 26 whiffs with a 42% CSW to earn the gallows pull as he led baseball in whiffs and CSW. His slider annihilated the twins to the tune of 11 whiffs and 50% CSW. And it was an important and confidence inducing second bounce back start in a row for the right-hander after back-to-back blowups a couple of weeks ago. Strider still leads baseball by a wide margin in punch outs with 146 right now, and he should continue continue to work his 3.73 ERA closer to his 2.73 XFIP in his next start versus the Marlins. But if you'd like an in-depth breakdown of every single start from Monday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast
podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and look at the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Devin Williams recorded save number 14. Kirby Yates got his first save since August of 2020 with Rizal Iglesias, Nick Anderson, and AJ Minter resting after pitching on consecutive days. And Paul Sewald needed just one out to record save number 14 after Taylor Sacido struggled to close out the game versus the Nationals. In terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, David Robertson pitched the ninth down by one and Carlos Estevez earned the win after pitching the ninth in a tie ball game but if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances from monday check out the daily reliever ranks article over on pitcherlist.com and before we look forward to today's games we're going to take a quick break when it comes to weight management we tend to put our focus on what we eat but noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat and that's a game changer noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Tuesday, June 27th, a day in which we'll have a full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Zach Gallen versus Taj Bradley, as we have an ace versus a future ace. That'll be fun to watch. In terms of probable starters, we've got nine guys in the auto start tier as Shohei Otani takes on the White Sox, Kevin Gaussman takes on the Giants, and Framber Valdez heads to St. Louis. Our probably starts tier has 10 more guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Brian Wu versus the Nationals. His fastball has been great, and he's been pretty good across his last three starts in the Nationals lineup is not scary at all. I'd also keep an eye out for Gavin Williams in Kansas City. His debut start was not great, but the Royals lineup is one of the weakest in baseball, and so is their ballpark in terms of hitting, and Gavin Williams is one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball. In terms of hitters, I would say Brewers hitters versus David Peterson and his 8.08 ERA. He's a lefty, so I'd go for a couple righties in Luis Urias and Joey Weimer. I'd also keep an eye out for Dodgers and Rockies hitters in Coors. That one's pretty self-explanatory. It's the best hitting ballpark in all of baseball. And lastly, we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. We have just one as Devin Williams has pitched on consecutive days and will likely turn the ball over to Joel Piamps if a save appears today. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you tomorrow and throughout the week and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.